Hey mama, welcome to Postpartum Confessions, a podcast for anyone navigating the ups and downs of becoming a mom. I'm Felicia. I'm Bree, and we're here to bring you truly unfiltered conversations from the expected to the unexpected parts of being a mom. Whether you're trying to conceive, pregnant, or already a mother, this podcast is for you. Let's discover the secrets no one told you about motherhood and how to overcome them together. They say it takes a village. Welcome home. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey mama, this is Felicia. Welcome back to another mini episode, our short and to the point conversations. This week, we wanted to piggyback off of the previous mini session and talk about 10 things that we did not expect, learned, or felt during birth that need to be shared. Yes, and this is Bree. Hey mama. So before we get into it, I just wanted to remind you listening that every birth is different and that we are sharing some of the things that we experience throughout birth. So you may or may not relate. It may happen to you. It may not. But and, and that's okay. So we just wanted to th- toss in that reminder. So let's get started and have some fun. All right. So first and foremost, every birth is very different. So when you hear like a birth story or you even maybe research on some things that can happen, just know that every birth is just vastly different. And, you know, you can definitely have a plan going into it, a birth plan, whether it's written or you just know it in your head. Or, you know, you have a support person with you that that is like great to have and is great to know what you want, but don't necessarily marry your plan. It can be very hard to break away from that idea, but the birth plan itself, just go in with a specific set of ideas and just know that things may change. Yes. And they may change for numerous reasons. Like, well, one, just FYI for if you're potentially, you know, giving birth for the first time or, or whatever, uh, you know, it wasn't as scary as I thought, like the actual process, I think certain parts were, but I remember thinking like before, like, I can't do this. This is the most terrifying thing. And you'd see videos and it was like, this is awful, blah, blah, blah. But, um, no, it's not, there's, I guess a weird reason, you know, that we would do it again. Like, you know, I had two kids and if I had a third, I would, I think I've said that before. Um, but anyway, so yeah, you've heard Felicia's story and you'll know, you know, things may not go according to plan and things are so different in your whole mind. So you'll get an example of all those differences. But yeah, I like that. Have a plan. Try to stick to it. Advocate for yourself, but don't marry it just in case. (laughs) Yeah. And as well for me, it wasn't as scary as I thought either. And just know that when, you know, especially if you're a first time mom, if you're just going into it and you're, you know, looking at all of these things and psyching yourself out that the movies and the videos that are like, <laughs> like they're very, you know, dramatic. They're supposed to be like that. So you're probably not going to break your water in the middle of a store, like on these videos. So also don't freak yourself out like that. And, you know, just try to relax. I know it's very, very hard for to say that, especially with someone with anxiety, but relaxation <laughs> even before and during labor and after. It's just, it's the best thing for your body and for your mindset. Kind of like I mentioned before during my story. Yeah. Although I'm not going to lie. I was kind of hoping that it would just like break in like this big old weird gush, like at the store or at like a restaurant or something. Cause I don't know, that's what you see. And you were like, Oh, it's so weird. Like, you know, but yeah, it might not always yeah, happen. Broken manually. Yeah. Which <laughs> 
we might as well go into this topic or the this one that water breaking is pretty freaking weird. It's like that combination of, well, one, like Felicia said, hers was broken manually. And so there's the differences between manual and natural that are, you know, huge there. And then it's like, are you peeing or are you not? And I'll get into this with my story later on. So I won't go into details now, but yeah, it was that thing. And even when I called to like ask about it and stuff, they were like, so did you pee? Like, can you check? Are you wearing a pad? And I was like, okay, this is going to be incredibly freaking weird, but I smelled it. Like I had to, I had to know, you know what I mean? And I was like, I literally told him. I do tell you. Yeah. And I was like, I told him, I was like, no, it's not the color of pee or anything. And I smelled it. It doesn't smell like pee. And she was like, okay, you might as well just come in and, and we'll check. And I was like, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. I don't recommend maybe smelling it, but you know, sometimes if you got to know, you got to know, you got to do what you got to do. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, they do technically tell you to smell it. Oh, do they? She didn't tell me to, but I was like, I smelled it. <laughs> they do because obviously pee will have more of the smell of, you know, one pee, pee. Yeah. and ammonia. <laughs> and yeah. I, I guess the fluid usually smells sweeter and it's clear compared to pee, which is not usually clear. So they do technically, t- uh, at least they should have <laughs> told you the difference between the two. So there are ways to check. Yeah. Well, you know, I am just, I'm not above it, I guess. I was like, hey, I'm just, I got to know. I wanted to know for myself too. So it is what it is. (laughs) I know, right? And another thing is one, I went early with my daughter, not by too much, 38 weeks. Mm -hmm. And I know Brie has also gone a little early for hers. So it's definitely when you hit that 37, 38 week mark that you're, you know, you're ready. You're, you want, you know, you want to meet your baby, but just truth be told, only 4% of moms typically hit their due date and have and give birth on their due date. And then typically, there is no exact number. It's around 80%. But mm-hmm. more common time giving birth is 40 weeks and three days. So mm. <laughs> I know that's over 40 weeks. And that sounds absolutely horrible for anyone, especially now if you're in that <laughs> stage where you're like, get them out of me. I would really like to just be done. It does usually go over. So if you're just anticipating that, I understand. But just don't get your hopes up. And of course, there are ways that you can naturally try to induce birth. But, you know, inducing labor can be really toss up. Not everyone's body responds the same way. And research has shown that the only thing that usually kickstarts it 100% naturally is going to be your baby sending certain signals to your body and that's when you start dilating and whatnot <laughs> yeah when baby wants to come out that's when baby will come out for the most part you know but yeah I think that's good to know is that these the due date is like an estimation it's kind of a guideline as to when but you could be a couple weeks earlier you could be a couple weeks later and I think it's funny because you see a lot of those um or I see a lot of videos sometimes where they're like, oh, 40 weeks and they're still there. And it's like, we may have a little more time to go. Sorry, mama, you know, but I know <laughs> it depends. Like sometimes it's just, it gets, it's not even that it's like the worst thing you could go a couple days, but it does get like exhausting. Like when you know, and I think for me, it's not even like physical. It was more like mental of like, it could literally be any time, like, and not knowing is what's stressing me out. Not like, you know, 
any of the physical exhaustion or anything because it's like, and eh, it is what it is. But for me, it was yeah. like, win, just like win, kid, win, you know? I know. It is definitely totally mental. And if anyone has like anxiety surrounding these things, especially the unknowns, and you want to have a solid plan and you have your plan and you want to have all the little things, unfortunately, this is the one thing, not the one thing. <laughs> this is one of the main things, especially going into motherhood in the first time that you will not have control of first. This is one of those yes. first things that you just, you won't know. And as much as, you know, you might want to, and you might, you know, want to encourage it, which is totally safe, usually, depending on how you're doing it. There are, well, yeah, depending on what course, you do. ways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we can go over another time. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's definitely one of those things that you just kind of have to sit back and enjoy the ride. Enjoy the chaos, as we have said before. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And picking on that to our next one is without like not knowing what to do and everything like you might go into labor and delivery many times, you know, for various reasons, especially with your first when you're kind of not knowing what to expect because it could be Braxton Hicks contractions and they're like, yeah, nothing's actually happening but these and they'll kind of tell you about it. Um you know, you could actually be starting the labor process. I think Felicia, you talked about that a little bit. And they'll give you the option like, you know, you you yes. are in labor, you're starting the contractions, but we have literally no movement. So you can go home or you can stay or they might even encourage you to go home depending on how like busy and swamped they are. And if you don't know, like sometimes a lot of people prefer to go home because it is more comfortable and, and things like that. Plus you're going to be there, you know, for a while, but expect to go in a couple of times. Like I remember my, or I went in with my second and had to go, I think twice, um, just because of progressions. And actually I was probably progressing faster and I should have stayed, but they were so, so busy. And luckily I lived close. I lived like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. So it wasn't a big deal for me to go home and come back if I needed to. But I remember my sister-in-law when she had her third, my, my niece, she literally went and they were like, okay, yeah, you know, go home. And it's literally, she walked in the door and turned around and was like, nope, this is happening. And it was. Oh, my word. <laughs> so by the time wow. she got home, she turned around and was like, yeah, nope, mm -mm, we're doing this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, anyways, you you could possibly go numerous times. So don't be alarmed or expect that, that, you know, it, it's not like a waste of time or anything. It's just it is part of the process or can be, you know. Yeah. If you're healthy before you get pregnant it's not impossible for you to see complications as well. So just be prepared for that. Anything can really happen. Mm -hmm. uh, L&D or labor and delivery typically sees you for a multitude of reasons. And I know some people that were on bed rest for a while, pelvic floor rest, that kind of thing can also happen. But if you feel like anything is wrong, definitely go in. They have all the tools necessary. And, mm -hmm. and I've been told this, and I also want to give you this information that it is never seen as a waste. It is never seen as, you know, that you're just being like overdramatic or silly or too anxious. Mm -hmm. It is always a good reason to go in because you know yourself best. Trust your intuition. And that is going to be seen across the board on everything, but trust your intuition. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's better to check. And especially if it's going to like ease your mind and have you like just be able to relax because at this point, when you're here at this stage, going in and going out and getting, you know, 36 plus weeks and things like that, like you're going to want to try to relax. So if that's what's going to help you relax, go in and get checked because it's not, like you said, it's not a waste. You're not being dramatic. Just go. Yeah, definitely. And 
Also, <laughs> the last one that we have here actually is going to be your belly will feel like legit jelly and look weird for a little bit. Yeah. And while that may have rhymed, it is uh, <laughs> it is also very true. <laughs> it's just I want to compare it to a waterbed because that's always what I called mine. <laughs> so it just, you know, you stretched a lot. You, you know, grew a whole human being mm-hmm. <laughs> in you. And, you know, your belly gets large enough where it doesn't immediately shrink back down and it can actually take up to 40 days even for your uterus to shrink to the size that it was when, you know, before you got mm-hmm. pregnant. So just knowing that fact, it's going to take at least 40 days for your stomach to even look sort of normal, which in ca- my case did not and still doesn't in some ways. Of course, things change permanently and, you know, you can get healthy again and that what that looks like for you might be different because everyone is different. But in terms of your belly just being like kind of like squishy, it just it happens for a while and there's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. nothing to be ashamed about. And you, you know, feeling comfortable in your own body again may differ, but just know that you grew your, you know, your whole baby and they love you so much and you love them so much. And it's just, it's a worth it thing. It's so worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I did not like the feeling afterwards. It was like, oh, I don't know how to, I, I, I other than like jelly, I don't kind of know how to describe it either, but it just, it's so mushy and you feel like you just want to like. I just wanted to wrap something real tight around it, like to like stop it from being that way. But, you know, I don't know what I was expecting after. And it's kind of nice when moms do share like, hey, this is like legit next day. And it's you still look a little pregnant sometimes or it's still like kind of there. It feels different, but you do because it was something like totally unexpected. Like, I don't know, maybe I I don't know exactly what I thought, but maybe it was that, oh, it's just going to go back to normal. But no, it doesn't. It feels weird, but. I don't know, just something to to be a little bit prepared for. <laughs> yeah, and of course, you can always use those uh, wraps to support your abdomen, mm-hmm. which they will recommend typically. It just goes around your back into your stomach, and it has, like, Velcro. You wrap around it really tight, and it can help support your abdominal muscles for when you kind of, you know, need that support for them, especially if you have multiple kids, you're bending over a lot and whatnot. So you have, like, support in that way. Oh, I didn't do any of that, but I wish I did just because I, like I said, I wanted to like wrap it real tight. Like I feel like it maybe it wouldn't have done anything. Maybe it would have, but I just like, I think it would have made me feel better just because it felt like it was just like jelly hanging there. <laughs> I know you look back at pictures, you know, and you'll be surprised at how your body will kind of do its thing, but it does take some time. It does. And yeah, I think she's right. Like you, you just know that things are going to change and maybe permanently, but, and there are things you can do obviously and, and, and whatever if you want, but it's not a bad thing. You'll just, you know, kind of get used to it. And, and if you want to make a change, that's cool too. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time to wrap it up so we can keep our mini episodes short and sweet for you. And thank you so much for listening. We had a really good time sharing some of these not so expected things about birth with you. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to follow and tag us on Instagram sharing your unexpected birth moment. Or if you haven't given birth yet, what is your biggest fear about birth? Maybe we can help you out. Yeah. All right. All and right. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Mama. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited you're taking this journey with us. 
If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, leave a rating or review, or tell another mama about us. To stay up to date with postpartum confessions and get all the behind the scenes content, you can join our email list or follow us on Instagram at postpartum confessions underscore. All the links are in our show notes. They say it takes a village. Welcome home, mama.